This is Dr. Courtney Tracy, also known as the Truth Doctor. Welcome to Your Unconscious is Showing, a no BS podcast platform created to discuss the underlying truths beneath our daily lives and what and who we think we are. Today's episode is on imposter syndrome and how past criticism, our developmental trauma, the expectations that we have of ourselves and that others have of us contribute to this syndrome. I'll also be discussing what I believe to be the solution to imposter syndrome and provide reassurance that you can do what you set your mind to. I'm excited for you all to hear it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening through that platform. All of these podcasts are free and they take a lot of work. Having reviews will allow me to gain sponsorships to support the time and effort that it takes to put these episodes together. Also, I would appreciate you taking a screenshot of the episode and having you share it with your loved ones on social media and tagging both your unconscious is showing and the period truth period doctor so I know you loved it. The more people who hear these truth messages, the more the world is getting better a little at a time. Enjoy. Welcome to my podcast, Your Unconscious is Showing. My name is Dr. Courtney Tracy. I am known on social media as The Truth Doctor. And in this episode, episode four, I want to talk to you guys about imposter syndrome. So I was live on Instagram about two weeks ago and one of my longtime friends that I first met when I got into the field of addiction is currently going to law school. And she mentioned that she was beginning to experience a phenomenon known as imposter syndrome. And I felt like it would be a really great topic for me to talk about on my podcast because as a licensed clinical social worker and a social media entrepreneurial clinician, uh, I get a lot of messages from people mainly in the United States, some of them in the UK, uh, from other clinicians that are asking me about where I get my confidence from to do the things that I do on the Truth Doctor platforms. And then I also get a lot of messages, well, and how do I do it all? Um, And then I also get a lot of messages from people who are soon to be clinicians or who are thinking about going into the field of mental health and they wanna know about Like, what is it that they actually need to do? Who do they need to be in order to become a great clinician? Referencing me as the ideal version of the type of therapist that they wanna be. Now, when I get those types of messages, so here's the thing, we're gonna talk about imposter syndrome, right? So when I first read these messages, the first thing that goes through my mind, which is a conditioned habitual pattern of thought, that has carried on throughout my childhood and into my adulthood is I think I cannot believe that these people are messaging me wanting me to talk about my journey of becoming a therapist and asking for advice from me on how they can become the best therapist um, and I know and referencing that with the fact that I hear a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome more and more and more actually in society and culture especially in the united states more people are talking about imposter syndrome and how they don't feel like they belong in either the profession that they're in in the success state that they're in or the profession that they want to go into and so i have these thoughts every now and then also where i am 
feeling like, who am I to be someone that asks, someone that gets asked these questions? So when I was in the Instagram live and my friend asked about wanting a podcast or stated that she wanted a podcast on imposter syndrome, I, I put all of the pieces together and I realized that it should absolutely be this episode because in the first episode we talked about developmental trauma. In the second episode we talked about criticism, constructive and destructive, and in episode three we talked about expectations. And it, it seems like it's a, it's a very organic topic to arise for episode four because a lot of what I'm going to talk about with you guys today has to do with the fact that imposter syndrome is really rooted in the three things that the first three episodes were about to a degree. And there's also some other things that we'll talk about as well. And I'm definitely going to take sort of a transpersonal, spiritual, a little bit of a psychoanalytical perspective on imposter syndrome. Um, and also some positive psychology, some humanistic psychology, really anything other than telling you that if you feel like you have imposter syndrome, it's probably because you're an imposter, which I absolutely do not believe. And so anything outside of the realm of that is likely what you're going to hear on this podcast. Um, and actually to a degree, hearing myself say that, I am actually going to say that you're an imposter, but not the type of imposter that is implied by imposter syndrome or the type of imposter that you're feeling that you are when you're experiencing imposter syndrome. So in referencing the first three episodes, episode one is on developmental trauma. And I highly recommend that if this is the first episode that you're listening to, um, as much as you may want to continue listening to this one, if you haven't listened to the first three, I recommend starting with one and then going through up until this podcast. But with episode one um, on developmental trauma, and another term for that is childhood trauma and the rough you know it's called developmental trauma because it's when we're developing we're developing a lot about our lives who we are and what we perceive about the fact that we live in the world with other human beings developmental trauma and or the developmental years of our lives play a major role in whether or not we experience imposter syndrome when we're older and i'm going to get into a lot of ways in which that is the case and why and then episode two was on criticism. And imposter syndrome comes with a lot of criticism, self-criticism, criticism from others, past criticism from others, current criticism from others, and also fear of criticism from others. And when I'm saying criticism, if you've listened to episode two, two already, then I'm referencing destructive and cruel criticism. Um, but it could also be constructive criticism that people are afraid of, because sometimes people just aren't comfortable with getting criticism of any kind for multiple reasons in their past, in their present, or predicted in their future. So developmental trauma plays a role, criticism plays a role, and then expectations. Expectations of what did you think it was going to be like to be successful? What did you think it was going to be like to start a business or to go into this profession or to be who you are or were or are going to be in whatever profession it is, whatever position you're in, um, whatever event that you may be leading or partaking in, really any area of your life where imposter syndrome is arising, it is very important that we take into consideration that these three things play a role, developmental trauma, criticism and expectations. In the last episode, I looked up the definition for expectations and I actually, in order to do that episode, and I didn't want to look up the definition of imposter syndrome. Um, even though it's basically, that could just be considered research, there was a part of me that was like, 
just roll with whatever comes up for you in terms of how you would describe imposter syndrome instead of looking up some definition that you find online and then picking it apart or agreeing with it, whatever would have come up if I were to have looked up a definition. Um, and part of that was because I didn't want to feel like I was just pulling information and then discussing it with you guys because perhaps that would make me feel like an imposter and I will get into that. Now the first thing that I think is important to talk about when it comes to imposter syndrome is I want to give you guys a moment to just think for a second about whether or not you feel like you may have experienced imposter syndrome in, in your life. So what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome um, it was founded in the 1970s, I don't know exactly when, by some psychologists, and they coined the term, um, at least if I'm remembering correctly from what I studied in school, they coined the term as a reference to when people can't internalize their successes or their achievements, and they feel like it happened by chance, or it happened by luck, or fortune, or it wasn't supposed to happen, and now they're just in the position that they're in. So it's a lot of an inability to accept really any goodness in your life, I would say, but when it comes to imposter syndrome specifically, it has to do with you as a person and some type of positive experience that you're going through. So like I said, it could be a profession, it could be a position, it could be a role, it could be an event, it could be, for me, the fact that my podcast that you're listening to right now just hit in the top 50 podcasts for mental health in the entire United States of America, um, according to Apple Podcast Charts, which is really fucking mind-blowing, and I absolutely never thought that that would happen so quickly, considering the fact that I have only recorded three episodes up until this point. And so I'm gonna go not so much into all the things that I've done well at and all of that, but more so the back end of what still comes up for me as a clinician and as a human being because I have found that when I speak my truth as the truth doctor, then it helps people. And so I'm not someone that's conceited and I'm not someone that likes to talk about herself literally at all, but it, it appears that when I talk about my struggles, when I talk about m me feeling like an imposter sometimes, it gives people permission. It gives people permission to also feel like an imposter. Perhaps you look up to me and perhaps you don't. But if you do, I want you to know that I have and do frequently experience imposter syndrome. However, I am able to experience it and not be it at the same time. And I want to go into that with you towards the end of this podcast so that, because imposter syndrome is going to keep coming up, because like I said, it's attached to a lot from our past. And we don't necessarily have so much control over the things that we've been through and how they may or may not affect us, but we do have control over how we respond to any past mind, body, spirit mechanisms that come up as habitual patterns and we can instead see them instead of experience them and feel like we are them. So in essence, imposter syndrome is if you experience some type of success, some type of achievement, some type of accomplishment or accolade or top charting podcast list that you feel like you don't deserve it. You feel like it must be a fluke in the system because there's no way that who you believe that you are or who you believed that you were going to be or how you were going to feel once that happened, that, that it's not right. That, that doesn't feel right and that that's not the way that it's supposed to be. So what I want you to do is I want you to just think for a moment about if you've ever felt like an imposter in your life. If you have ever felt like 
it's all going to go away really soon once they figure out who I really am. And I'm never going to be good at this. I can't believe they think I am. Or I don't know what the hell I'm doing. How are people resonating so much with what it is that I'm doing when I literally just opened up my phone, got a ring light and got a podcast microphone and sat the fuck down on my couch and started talking. You know, that's the kind of stuff that comes up for me. And so I want you to think, have you? Have you ever done something and felt like, why, why did I do this so well? Why did I get this award? Why did I get this promotion? Am I right for this profession? Am I right for this job? Can I handle this? Um, or when is it all gonna go away? When are they gonna find out the real me? Or if you ever feel like you're faking it, you're faking your job, you're, you're playing just a role, you're just playing a role. You're just doing your job and you're not connected to it. Maybe you're making good money, maybe you're noticed publicly, but you don't feel like you're really present. You don't feel like you're really there. So have you experienced imposter syndrome in your life before? Yes or no? Now, if the answer is no, I want you to know that a lot of what I'm going to discuss on the rest of this podcast is still 100% applicable to you. As, I mean, the fact that this is a mental health podcast and as a licensed clinical social worker and a doctor of clinical psychology, every episode on this podcast is going to be applicable to you whether or not you experience the symptoms or the phenomenons or the events or the situations that I'm describing because we are connective beings and I always say that and you know I just read an article recently for a major publication or was featured in a major publication I don't know when it will come out that talked about the fact that our mental health affects everyone else's mental health and what that means is that other people's mental health affects yours and other people's imposter syndromes affect your ability to do your job and your ability to survive in the world in a variety of different ways. It's sort of like the butterfly effect, which is kind of what I said in the article. So if you don't feel like you've ever experienced imposter syndrome, then this podcast is still for you. And if you feel like you have, then I am very glad that you are listening to this episode because if you don't have access to therapy or if you are with a therapist that may be using some modalities that aren't going to necessarily address what it is that I'm going to address in this podcast today, then I am very happy that you're listening to it. Uh, at this point, I really believe in my perspective of things. I really trust that I know what the fuck I'm talking about and I really, really care about each and every one of you that are listening to this podcast and I know a lot about the human condition. And I know a lot about the human condition in reference to society and culture and our own expectations and the expectations of our family and how all of those things contribute to whether or not we experience imposter syndrome, whether or not we feel like we're a fake and we're a phony in this world that we're living in today. When it comes to mental health issues, mental health phenomena, mental health diagnoses, mental health symptoms, mental health whatever, categories, a lot of people, when they're in it, they feel like they're the only ones that are in it. And a lot of the times when people are in situations, like I'm gonna get more specific now so that you guys, so that I can just keep reminding you that we're talking about imposter syndrome. When people are experiencing imposter syndrome, a lot of the times we feel like we are the only ones that feel like an imposter and we can also feel perhaps that maybe other people do experience imposter syndrome 
but it's not going to be the people that we look up to and it's not going to be the people that we want to be or the people that we're achieving or striving to be like or to fill their positions or to accomplish what they've accomplished our mind likes to tell us that well one our mind likes to remind us of our struggles and likes to remind us of all of the ways that we may fail or that we may not be fitting in to whatever this position is that we're in in our lives and the reason that it does that is because it wants to protect us. Our mind wants to protect us, our body wants to protect us, and a lot of the times our mind does not know what the hell it's doing. It thinks it's trying to help us survive, but and it may be helping us survive, but at times we want to thrive instead of survive, and that can look really different in many different ways. So it's important to know that a lot of people experience imposter syndrome. I experience imposter syndrome. Any professional that I've talked to that doesn't have a massive ego has stated that they feel like they have imposter syndrome. I mean, even Maya Angelou in one of her speeches that she gave publicly stated, I've written 11 books and every time that I come out with a book, I feel like, oh, they're going to catch me. They're going to figure out who I really am. And that's me paraphrasing. But everybody knows who she is. And she was a fantastic, prolific writer. And we wouldn't assume I mean, most people wouldn't, I would, <laughs> but just because of what I know about the human mind and the human condition, most people wouldn't assume that she experienced imposter syndrome. Most people wouldn't assume that high level politicians and high level CEOs and celebrities and musicians and actors and actresses have experienced imposter syndrome. And honestly, a lot of the times, you guys, a lot of the times, I mean, I used to work in Malibu at a high-end luxury treatment center for three and a half years that I pretty much helped build from the ground up shortly after they got their license to be a residential center. Um, a lot of the people that I worked with there were high profile and a lot of them were struggling with the fact that they had to play this role of being a musician, being a comedian, being a musician's boyfriend, being an actress's boyfriend, you know, to, they struggled with the idea that they had to fill a role, that they had to fill a position, that they had to live up to this idea uh, in their own heads and in the heads of society and culture and their family and all the people around them and their managers and their fans and their followers, that they had to be a certain way and that they couldn't be themselves. And it, it was honestly a major impact and a major contributor to their decline to their use of drugs and alcohol, to them experiencing depression and suicidality and wanting to numb out and self-harm and, and panic attacks. And the fact that we feel like we have to be somebody that we're not in order to be somebody that we're not or that we wanna be is, it's crazy. And you know, imposter syndrome, it's not worldwide. Like, I mean, I know of course, imposter syndrome is it's based on language and it's based on culture and it's based on society and so there could very well be symptoms of you know or experiences of imposter syndrome that people in other countries would never label as imposter syndrome or imposter syndrome um, interpreted or translated into a different language maybe they would experience imposter syndrome to a degree but not in the way that people in developed countries experience imposter syndrome, not in the way that people in first world countries experience imposter syndrome, because in order for us to be where we're at in society and culture today, 
Unfortunately, it has been an act of dehumanization of who people are originally from the moment that they're born and then who they are supposed to become in order to reach a certain level of success and fame and stability and security and noteworthiness. Um, it's like we have to shy away from who we really are and we're, that's so ingrained in us that when we actually experience imposter syndrome, we think that it's a problem with us. We think that the success can't possibly be ours. We think that the accolades and the acknowledgements and the fans and the followers and the listeners and the students, we think that they can't be because of who we are. We think it has to be because of some fluke. We think we're gonna get found out, you know, if they find out this one thing about us or if they find out that we have anxiety or if they find out these things about us that we're gonna lose it all because it was never really ours to begin with. And I really want you guys to know, you know, something that I want you guys to take away from the first 20 minutes of this podcast is that that is not true. Like, it's just not true. If you have accomplished something in your life, then you deserved it. A lot of the times you deserved it. Now, I do understand that sometimes things are inherited and sometimes people do just get things and sometimes, you know, situations are rigged and people can pay for followers and pay for reviews and whatever it is, whatever that people do because they're so obsessed with being recognized inorganically that they sort of just make it happen. And so, you know, maybe someone that's feeling imposter syndrome because they've made their success happen like inorganically then that I understand a little bit. And that may be more so going into like, what is it about this success that makes you have to fake it so much? But for someone that has like achieved success, someone that worked hard to get a degree, like my friend, for example, who is in law school and is about to take the bar in 30 days, like I know how hard she has worked. And I hope that like you consider that if you've worked really hard on something, then please hear me as if I'm talking to you. I know how hard they've worked. I know that a lot has gone into it. And I know that there's a reason why they're at where they're at today. There's a reason why you're at where you're at today. Like if you know that you've put in the work, then it's just time to take a look at what, why are the feelings there? Why are the thoughts there? What are they trying to tell us? And where the hell did these feelings come from of the fact that we don't deserve what we've worked so hard for? A major misconception of imposter syndrome is, you know, when people are feeling like they are an imposter, usually it's because they feel like they shouldn't actually be fitting into whatever situation it is that they are in in their lives. And I want you to know that that's not the case. Imposter syndrome is not because you can't fit into your life situation. Imposter syndrome is the fact that you think that your life situation is supposed to be a certain way and you're trying to fit in it, into it that way and it's just not going to work. You're losing yourself. You're losing your humanness. You're losing your authenticity. You're losing the fact that like if you become a lawyer, there's no like general sense of what a lawyer is supposed to be. Every single lawyer is an individual person. Every single therapist is an individual person. The only thing that makes someone be able to call themselves a lawyer or a doctor or a therapist or a teacher or whatever it is, or an athlete, there are certain requirements, like maybe being able to run a certain speed at a certain time or finishing a degree or doing a certain amount of hours underneath someone else's license before you can become a therapist. Of course, Every profession and every situation is going to take some amount of effort. 
most of the time. Some amount of effort, some amount of education, some amount of time and stress and energy. So that's what makes the profession. But people get confused and think that they're supposed to be a certain person in order to go into a certain profession. They're supposed to be a certain person in order to be number one, in order to get this award, in order to be with this person or have a best-selling book, whatever it is. There isn't a person that should or should not be any of those things. You can become whatever it is that you'd like to become if you meet all the steps and requirements to become that. Who you are is your best asset in each of those roles. And what's even worse is that when we are stressed out about the fact that maybe we're not the person that we're supposed to be in order to reach where we've reached in our lives, then that stresses us out even more, which can cause us more anxiety, which can cause us to be deterred from what it is that we've achieved. And so, you know, for like me, for example, I am becoming a really well-known social media content creator, entrepreneurial therapist, and I have really bad anxiety. And so when I find myself actually giving in to my imposter syndrome, it creates more anxiety. And then I feel like my anxiety makes me think that I'm not supposed to be a therapist because I have anxiety. And then if I'm not supposed to be a therapist, then how can I be a therapist that people are starting to get to know and look up to? And if I can't be that person, but I am that person, then who the hell am I? And then you go into this huge cycle of, oh, well, I'm a person with anxiety. And then you can't be a therapist that has anxiety. And it goes on and on and on and on. And it's this vicious cycle of like feeling like we're not allowed to be who we really are and do the things that we've done in our past have some of the bad days that we have and then not necessarily know what the future is going to look like. We, it's like we can't give ourselves permission to be that way, feel those things. And the most important thing when you're trying to work on imposter syndrome is figuring out where the hell did those things come from? Where did the idea that you are not allowed to be you in order to be successful come from? Like what comes up for me when I think about my friend who is going to be taking the bar and becoming a, a lawyer really soon is I think about, and this is me sort of psychoanalyzing her, so uh, hopefully she listens to this and doesn't think that that's really weird, but apply this to your life if you can. She is about to take the bar to become a lawyer and she was the one that brought up imposter syndrome. And what I know about her is that this woman ha overcame really severe opiate addiction and like did really crazy shit, like jump out of second story buildings and like break her legs or some shit like that, like really crazy stuff so that she could get more opiates because she was addicted. Then she went to school and she went all the way through school and has long-term recovery and is about to take the bar and become a lawyer. And she feels like, how the hell did I get here? How did I become successful? how is this happening and like when is it all going to go away and my perception would be maybe it's important to look at the times in your life when you were even trying to be successful in your recovery and how many times did people tell you that like you weren't going to make it or how many times did you think that you weren't going to make it and and I would look at you know family dynamics and I would look at was there an idea of success when you were younger that you knew that you were never going to live up to? And have you let that go even through all of your success now? Or is it still rooted somewhere in there? You know, th those would be the things that I would 
talk to her about if we were having like a really deep intellectual conversation about where we're at in our lives today. And I'm sure that she would have many things that she could say to me to help me figure out why that still comes up for me too. And those are some of the things that I would really encourage you to take a look at if you're feeling like you have imposter syndrome, if you're feeling like you don't know what the hell you're doing and maybe this wasn't a good idea and you know whatever it is whatever those thoughts are that come up for you you guys where you're like what the hell is going on and how did i get here and how can i stay here can i be me and continue my success as i mentioned earlier in the podcast developmental trauma plays a huge role or the developmental years i should say i don't want to talk about trauma on this episode however some of the things that i may mention may be may have been traumatic for some people. So just something to keep in mind. Our developmental years and the relationship that we have with our parents or our caregivers plays a major role in whether or not we experience imposter syndrome when we're older. And usually, I mean, primarily there's like two ways that we can look at this. The first way is someone, or I guess there's quite a few ways. I mean, parents can really contribute to this a lot. One, you can either have really high, high achieving parents that have done really, really well in their careers, and you in turn have done really, really well in your career, but you don't feel like you belong. Now, sometimes it's not that you're being an imposter as a therapist. For example, if your parents were high, high achievers and then you've achieved the status of a therapist or a doctor or, or a lawyer or a musician or someone that's TikTok famous, I don't know, a lot of people, whatever comes up for you when you think about this, a lot of the times it's not always that you're being an imposter of that role or that position or that success. Oftentimes it could be that you're being an imposter of your true self. And to me, that's really the cure to imposter syndrome is if you are your authentic self and you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable and you're putting your own spin on shit, whatever it is, then you won't lose yourself and you won't necessarily feel like an imposter. So when you have high achieving parents, and then you are a high achiever, and maybe you highly achieved in an area of life that you don't actually align with, the imposter syndrome is not that you are an imposter of the profession because you probably did everything that you need to, to do to get there. Maybe you're feeling like an imposter of yourself. Maybe you feel like you're pretending to be you and you're not necessarily doing a great job at it. Maybe there's something missing. And then there's the other end of the spectrum, parents who expect you to be high achieving and they didn't ever emulate that. They didn't ever mirror that. And so we wanna feel included in our family unit. We wanna feel related to our family unit or to all of the people that were around us when we were developing. And so maybe our parents were not high achievers um, maybe they, or maybe they were and they just weren't able to be successful. So maybe success is new for you. And so maybe it's not necessarily that you're feeling like an imposter in the position that you're in. Maybe it's that you've never actually normalized the idea of success. You've never actually felt like or grown up with or developed with the ability to believe that success is possible and that you're possible and that it's possible for you to be successful. Maybe that's the case. And perhaps it's that you're a perfectionist. Maybe your anxiety. Maybe that may, have, may or may not have come from your development, developmental years. Maybe it's your anxiety. Maybe it's OCD. Maybe it's perfectionism. Maybe it's 
an inability to let go of control, which doesn't necessarily have to be any of the things that I mentioned prior. When we have a perfectionistic mind, which kind of goes into criticism, when we have a perfectionistic mind, we tend to overly criticize and often destructively and cruelly criticize ourselves and all the things that we do. And our mind likes to tell us that the people who are in the same positions that we are now in or that we're in those positions or are in positions that we want to go into, our mind likes to tell us that they're doing it perfectly. And we are not doing it perfectly. And again, that's our mind trying to help us survive, trying to help us do everything that we need to do to be the best that we can to achieve our goals and experience the best life that we can. It tells us that we're not perfect and that, and that when we are, things will be different. Now I'm telling you that being a perfectionist and thinking that if you get it perfect, that your imposter syndrome is gonna go away, that's not the case because imposter syndrome is not related to anything that you have to do or have done or will do in whatever position that it is that you are in, whatever accolade that you've achieved, what, whatever, whatever it is. It has nothing to do with what you do and it has everything to do with what you think and what you feel. So I'm 30 minutes into this episode and there are a lot of things that contribute to imposter syndrome and I talked about what they primarily were. We have to take a look at the idea of success. We have to take a look at our own self-image. We have to look at the way that we talk to ourselves and we really have to realize that imposter syndrome is not about the things that we do have done or will do. It's about how we feel and what we think about who we are and how much we are allowing ourselves as ourselves, as our authentic self, as our vulnerable humanness in this being to show up in whatever it is that we're doing. That is the answer to imposter syndrome. The answer to imposter syndrome is a place within and a place on the outside where we can be our authentic selves. And what I mean by that is on the inside, like with me, for example, I'm allowed to have anxiety. I'm allowed to have some moments where I may say things that I don't mean to say. I'm allowed to have moments where I feel overwhelmed. I'm allowed to have moments where I feel like, how did I get to this place today? As wonderful as it is, how did I get here? I'm allowed to do that. And so, and you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to have those moments. Please remember that you are human. Please remember that you are allowed to have bad days. It does not mean that you're not supposed to be where you're at in life today. And it also means, you know, sometimes people have a fear of, or sometimes people have imposter syndrome, you guys, and maybe this relates to you more so than actually having imposter syndrome as it relates to already having achieved something. Sometimes people have imposter syndrome before they've even gone after what it is that they want to achieve. Sometimes someone feels like they shouldn't even go after their dreams because even if they achieved them, they would not have deserved to achieve them. And so they already feel like an imposter in a role that they're not even in. And that's what I'm talking about, you guys, because those two situations are the same. It's about how you feel. It's about what's going on in your mind. It's about whether or not you have a place within your heart and your mind and your soul where you feel like you are worthy and capable of whatever it is that comes your way. And whenever I say shit like that, I, I always feel like, I don't know, like, you know, some of those toxic, positive type coaches that you see 
And a lot of them are wonderful and some of them aren't. And that's just the truth of it. And so whenever I say like, just, you know, believe that you're worthy of everything that comes your way. I really don't mean that in like some fluffy spiritual way. I mean it like in order for you to experience happy chemicals and feel calmness in your body, you have to give yourself permission to have those things happen. And when you feel like an imposter and when you feel like a fake and when you feel like you will be a fake or an imposter if you ever were to try to achieve your goals, whether or not you achieve them or not, but specifically if you did, if you already feel like you're gonna be an imposter and a fake, then you're going to feel that way when you reach that point. It has nothing to do, again, with the role, the position, the accolade, the achievement, the following, whatever it is, it has nothing to do with that. And it has everything to do with what you think about yourself, how much you give yourself permission to be you. And then it also matters about your environment. So again, in my opinion, the solution to imposter syndrome is a place within yourself and a place outside of yourself where you have the ability to be vulnerable, be your authentic self, and show up exactly as you are with whatever abilities it is that you have accumulated to be where you are at in your life. So when it comes to your environment, it really has to do with the people that you surround yourself with and the institutions and the organizations and the governmental systems that are the creators of your environment. And that's a very important thing to talk about. And that's why parents matter. And that's why partners matter. And that's why friends matter. And that's why your entire community matters. I mean, especially right now in the United States where I am at, there are, there is just so much that is coming up in society about how, like, how people from different backgrounds, from minority backgrounds, from low socioeconomic status backgrounds, how they would be able to achieve what other people have achieved if they just put in a bunch of effort. And I'm telling you right now that imposter syndrome and sometimes imposter syndrome can literally make people never try or they can make people that have achieved fall back and end up giving up or stepping out and not wanting to do it anymore. It really has nothing to do, I mean, okay, it has a little bit to do with it because you have to actually achieve what it is that you want to achieve, but that feeling of imposter syndrome has nothing to do with whether or not someone accomplishes the tasks that they need to accomplish to reach a certain point. It has to do with how they feel internally and whether or not they have a safe space and a safe place to get those things done and be accepted and be seen as equal. And if they are not ever able to be seen as equal by the institutions that are reigning over society today, then we're always going to run into people from low socioeconomic status and minority groups that feel like they're an imposter, that feel like they don't belong, that feel like they're faking it in a world and a nation that tells them basically that they are, that it's only because they did the things that they did that they were able to reach where they're at today and not who they really are and that it's just chance or it's a percentage or a quota or whatever it is and none of that is true. Imposter syndrome and whether or not you are able to achieve what it is that you want to achieve in whatever position that you're in, it really comes down to whether or not you have a place inside and you have a place outside where you are trusted, where you are able to be vulnerable, where you feel safe, and where you are able to be your authentic self and be you in whatever position that you're in. That was a long spiel. <laughs> I wanna let you guys know that what I said to my friend when I was on that Instagram Live with her when she was talking about imposter syndrome as she was coming closer to getting the ability to take the bar and become a lawyer, she what I said to her was I said, 
you're gonna be a badass lawyer. Like, it's inspirational. Like, she used to, you know, quote unquote, be a junkie. And I really don't call people that. She's called herself that before. And I use that because that's a part of the way that she has described, you know, I haven't had a conversation with her verbally in a long time. Maybe that term isn't something she'd use anymore, but because she's used it in the past, I'm using it. And I'm really using it as well to show a major split and dichotomy between where she was calling herself a junkie and where she is now about to be able to call herself a fucking lawyer. That is incredible. And what I said to her was that's inspirational. Like people who call themselves junkies, people who are addicted to drugs, people who are addicted to alcohol, people who are addicted to whatever, people who have serious anger problems, whatever it is that's a mental health barrier that's preventing them from feeling like they can go do this thing that they wanna do, she is going to be a major inspiration for people who are experiencing those ailments and want to achieve what she's achieved. It, those things from her past do not make her incapable of being an amazing lawyer. If anything, it makes her fully capable of being an even better lawyer because she can fight for what's right. And she can fight for a reduction of pain through the utilization of civil and criminal law in whatever position she ends up finding herself in. Our personal experiences, our little quirks, the things that we think are the fucked up parts of ourselves, if we repair those to a degree where we become healthy and our life becomes manageable and we become good members of society, all of those things can be applied to whatever role you're struggling with in a good way, not a bad way. It's really something that we have to start teaching ourselves. We really have to start teaching ourselves that the fact that we are human is a good thing. The fact that we are human is what sets us apart. The fact that we are human is what's gonna make us great in whatever role that we're in or want to be in. The world needs human beings. The world does not need a human that can just do shit. The world needs human beings, compassionate, authentic, honest, real, fucked up human beings that aren't afraid to say that they've had a difficult past, that aren't afraid to say when they have bad days and that aren't afraid to come on here and say, I have a top 50 podcast in, on Apple's charts for mental health. And I still feel every time that I'm sitting here making a podcast that I have no idea what I'm doing. And that is totally okay because the human condition includes thoughts and the human condition includes feelings in our body and in our psychological processes in our mind. All of these things are okay. And the more that we're open about them, the more that other people are going to get the opportunity to not feel like an imposter. The more that people are going to get an opportunity to feel like they can have a bad day and they can say that they're feeling like they don't believe that they're out where they're at and that there's gonna be people that will wrap around them because those people around them aren't gonna be afraid to talk about that they felt that way too. I also think that it's really important on this podcast, Your Unconscious is showing, talking about imposter syndrome, to tell you right now that imposter syndrome is a very clear way for you to know that you are in fact experiencing your unconscious showing. You are 100% dealing with something that is going on in your subconscious processes in your unconscious in general. And you have to take a look at that. There shouldn't be anything that you have to do externally. There shouldn't be anything that you have to do 
You don't need to get more certifications. You don't need to have gone to a different school. You don't need to have not had your past. It's not about what you did or need to do. It's about who you need to allow yourself to be and what's going on for you. Like what is going on in your human being? What is your subconscious saying to you? What is your unconscious saying to you? Because for me, when I think about my imposter syndrome, and this is actually something that I wanted to talk to you guys about on here. Do I still feel like an imposter sometimes? Yes, I do, because I'm a human. And honestly, some of the shit that I've accomplished in 2020 through the coronavirus pandemic is pretty mind-blowing. And I know a lot of people are pretty blown away by it and they're wondering how the hell I can do it. And I'm telling all of those people right now, I wonder the same thing. Now, I want you guys to also know that there is a difference between possibly the type of imposter syndrome that I feel and the type of imposter syndrome that you feel. The imposter syndrome that I feel, I allow it to be a feeling that I don't identify with. And that has come with a lot of work. And it may be where the first step is for you to realize that imposter syndrome is just a message and something that is telling you to take a look at your subconscious and see what's there and not something that's reigning over you that's telling you that you should not be doing what you're doing and that you don't belong where you are. That is just not what's really going on. Any thought that we have in our own mind comes from somewhere. It's not a thought that was given to us by life or by God or by spirit or by the universe or by whatever. Like, it's not like the imposter syndrome feeling was just implanted into us because we deserve it. It came from somewhere. It came from society's expectations. It came from your parents' criticism. It came from how you developed as a child. It came from your perception of success and whether success includes money and fame and being perfect or whether success includes not only things that you may accomplish in life but also the ability to be the real you and for me do i feel imposter syndrome in sometimes in the things that i'm like doing like i don't know what i'm doing with this podcast but it seems to be going really well i don't know what i'm doing with making online mental health courses but it's going really well and making tiktoks and instagrams I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing, but I don't let that affect what I think about myself because I know that success is not only the things that I do, it's also, and more importantly, the things that I am capable of being. And what I'm capable of being and what you are capable of being at this point in your life, I promise you, even if you feel the complete opposite of this right now, you are capable of feeling this way is you are capable of feeling comfortable in your own skin. You are capable of feeling empowered. You are capable of feeling smart. You are capable of feeling loved. You are capable of feeling capable to feel all of those things. And that was a primary and secondary appraisal, which for those of you who actually take my online courses in the Truth Seekers community at thetruthdoctor.com, you would know that I talk about that in my course, How Does Your Mind Work? Primary and secondary appraisals because we have thoughts about our thoughts, feelings about our feelings, thoughts about our feelings, and feelings about our thoughts and it gets really messy in our minds. And because I know that, I can look at my feelings and thoughts about what it is that I'm doing and how I got to where I'm at. And I, and, and I can say, um, like doing this whole podcast thing is pretty interesting. I don't really know what I'm doing. And sometimes I feel like this is pretty crazy and it's all, you know, the rug is gonna be pulled out from underneath me. But then I know that that's not actually the case. And the reason that I know that you guys is because I am just being me. I am just 
fucking being me. And I think that that's really what's resonating so much with people. And that's what makes me know that the rug isn't gonna get pulled out from underneath me. The rug literally can't get pulled out from underneath me because I have talked about everything that I have done in my life that I think makes me a better therapist and that I think makes me a better human being because I've moved past those things. I've talked about my alcohol and drug use. I've talked about my infidelity. I've talked about my husband getting arrested. I've talk, talked about my medical trauma with my son being born and having a difficult time connecting with him. I've talked about my family relationships and my anger and my anxiety issues. I've talked about all of those things. And so it's like, I really wanna give you guys permission to do that. I really wanna give you guys permission to be a human being. Like I say, we're not human doings. Like we're human beings. And a lot of the times we forget that we're allowed to be the human that we are. We don't just have to be a human that does things. We don't just have to be a profession, which is something that I just talked about on my IG live with Holding Hope Hour, at Holding Hope Hour. Her name is Jocelyn. She's a licensed therapist as well um, on Instagram and TikTok. You are allowed to be a human, okay? You are allowed to be a human with a profession. You are allowed to be a human with a skill. You are allowed to be a human with an award, with an accolade, with a degree, with a certain following. You are not an imposter of where you've reached in your life. If anything, you're being an imposter of you. You are not being the real you. You are pretending to show up as you and you're leaving some parts out. You're pretending to show up as you or you think you're showing up as you or, you're, or you are showing up as you, but you're holding, you're saving space for these things that you think may make you not worthy, these things that you think may make everything go away. And I'm telling you, like I said, the solution to imposter syndrome, you guys, is creating space within you to take that thing you're trying to hide and put it into part of who you are and to take that thing that you're trying to hide and to put it out into the world. Talk about the fact that you have imposter syndrome. Talk about the fact that you have a past. Talk about the fact that you're scared and confused and struggling. And, and, and I know like what's probably coming up for some of you guys is, but if I do that, then I'm gonna get fired. If I do that, then they're not going to trust me. If I do that, then they're not going to see that I'm as good or as confident as I really am. And honestly, talking about the fact that you're not confident takes a lot of fucking confidence. And talking about the fact that you don't feel like you should be as successful as you are is a success in itself in a different way. It's a success that you're able to talk about how you're really feeling. It's a success that you're able to be your honest, authentic, vulnerable self. That is the answer to imposter syndrome. That is the answer. So I wanna give you guys permission. I wanna give you permission to take a look at where the thoughts and the feelings came from that made you feel like an imposter in your success or where the thoughts and feelings came from that make you already feel like an imposter that may be able to accomplish this thing and it's preventing you from even trying. Like, trying and failing is a success. I know a lot of people, I don't know who said that, Albert Einstein or something, like there's a, like a thousand ways to fail, like, or you have to fail a thousand times, I don't know, never mind. I don't remember what that was. And that's fine too, like I totally just failed at trying to come up with that quote. But what that likely did for a lot of people listening to this podcast is it gave them permission to be like, oh shit, maybe I could have a podcast and like not write out anything that I'm supposed to say and not always get it right because you're a human being and sometimes what happens is we don't, we're not perfect. You don't have to be perfect. 
You don't have to live up to other people's expectations. You don't have to keep cruelly criticizing yourself and you don't have to let the patterns from your developmental years come in and make it so that you aren't capable or able or willing to sit in your success. Allow yourself to be proud of who you are. Allow yourself to see that those thoughts and those feelings are coming from somewhere, some experience, some belief system that you have and that it's not just implanted into you because you deserve to feel like an imposter. It, you're meant to feel like an imposter because you're not doing things right. You're not supposed to be doing what you're doing or you're not supposed to be doing what you would like to try. They came from somewhere. And it's important to know, again, I will remind you, that the solution, in my opinion, to imposter syndrome is a space within yourself and a space outside of yourself to be you doing what you're doing. If you're working somewhere, if you're in a relationship, if you're in your own mind and there isn't permission for you to be you or for you to fuck up or for you to not always know what you're doing, then of course that imposter syndrome is going to come up because you gotta think about, if you are being an imposter of something, what is it that you're being an imposter of? And that goes back to like the fact that a profession is just a label of someone that does certain things and did certain things to get there. It's not who the person is. So separate it, separate those two things. Who are you and what are you doing? You are allowed to do that thing. You are allowed to go after that thing. You are allowed to win that thing. You are allowed to be with that person. You are allowed to have that following, whatever it is. Allow yourself to be you. It's literally, it's literally impossible to be an imposter of yourself if you're just being the real you. So if you feel like you have imposter syndrome, just to close this out, please consider that you need to first look at how much you are allowing yourself to be you. How good of a job are you doing at being the real you? Not how good of a job are you doing at being whatever it is that you are soon to be labeled with or are already labeled with. That's my spiel on imposter syndrome. And I hope that it was helpful for you. Those are the two things that I realized. There's three things that I realized that I primarily say when I'm talking live. And it's in terms of, I hope that this was helpful and it's really important. So in terms of imposter syndrome, Again, the solution, a space within yourself and a space outside of yourself to be your true authentic self. And it's really important that you remember that. And I hope that this was helpful. I really hope that this was helpful. If you wanna start a podcast, you can record it on your phone. Just open it up and start and see what happens. If you wanna start social media, open up an account and start it. If you want to become a lawyer, start looking into classes. If you want to become a doctor, if you want to become a therapist, if you want to be the best gymnast, if you want to be a world-known skimboarder, whatever it is that you want to be, focus first on how you can get yourself to be who you really are, then look in to ways to do that. But know that it's about knowing who you really are and remembering who you really are and allowing yourself to be who you really are that's going to allow you to get rid of your imposter syndrome. My name is Dr. Courtney Tracy. 
I am known on social media as the truth doctor. And the truth is, you cannot be an imposter of yourself. You can only be an imposter of someone that you're trying to be.